Welcome to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, a Ball Blast football production. Here are your hosts, Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp. Oh, welcome back in to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, of course, part of Ball Blast football production. Oh, listeners, you can exhale. We, we're back. I think everyone was a little worried about us last week. We missed a week. Life got crazy. Facts. I had people visiting. John was moving across the country. Uh, Okada was doing nothing, so he has no excuse. But <laughs> regardless, we are back. I'm joined by my two best friends, John Humcamp, Matt Okada. Boys, how is everyone doing after two more weeks of great football? I'm realizing that I should have just solo potted last week. That would have been absolutely crazy. Would have been hilarious. It's probably good for the listeners that I didn't, but oh, that would have, have been Have you something. ever recorded a solo podcast? I can't remember. It is the most awkward thing in the world. Yes. I, <laughs> I record the injury so. show for the ballers, and it's a solo pod, and I just literally sit here and stare at the computer screen and try not to sound like a friggin' loser <laughs> the entire time. It's so awkward. So anyone out there that does it, like, hats off to these people. Like, J.J. Zacharyson, he's great at it. He's got the right type of approach to it. Uh, I do not. However, that's not going to stop me, boys. I'm just going to keep talking into a microphone until someone tells me not to. Uh, John, cool. you are living in a brand new state. I am. What is new? Um, It is beautiful and wonderful, and I am... No longer in Satan's armpit of Mesa, Arizona, and now living in the lovely uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, it's lush and green and beautiful and leaves are changing and there's rivers and lakes and all kinds of gorgeousness. And I'm like so in my element. It's ridiculous. You guys have literally never seen me in a hoodie in the entire existence of our relationship. I am like, nope. back. To, to me and <laughs> it back, feels baby? I'm back baby and it feels wonderful so I'm I'm loving it um it's been great so far it's it's super fantastic here I'm, I'm really excited to explore some more hey our listeners they got to be following you on the IG I swear John at this mm. point is going to become an influencer he's posting pictures ah. of apple baskets uh yellow leaves, leaves trees it's just I mean it looks good so yeah you're not following on John on Instagram. I mean, you got to do it. Every time, what's, what's the handle, John? Uh, at Dynasty Beard? Um, it's at Dynasty underscore Beard because someone else mm. has my oh, handle. Dude. I've already DM'd there, them. Man. I've asked for it. Uh, I've got no response. It is frustrating. But at Dynasty underscore Beard, and basically, I walk outside every day right now, and I'm like, oh, just look at that. Would you just? <laughs> and taking some pictures. It's uh. It's it's beautiful having full on autumn again. It is amazing. Um, yes, it is fall. That means football season. We are four weeks into the season, which is absolutely bananas uh, to even say. Quarter mark. Very sad about that. But, fellas, there's a lot to unpack after missing last week's show. We're going to get right into it tonight and then talk about what we're looking forward towards in week five. Uh, before we do, a reminder for everyone, you can follow us on social media. The show account is at RichardsFFPod. Be sure to follow Ball Blast at BallBlastFB. Okada is at Matt Okada. John is at Dynasty Beard. I am at the Fantasy PT. Boys, we got to talk injuries. We got to talk updates. Lots of it this time of year, as per usual. I got great news, guys. Oh, ah! got news. Hey, news, 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 news. Fellas, it is the off season. We talked about it, you know, the entire time. What is the season going to look like with COVID? And here we are. Stefan Gilmore announced today on Wednesday. 
that he has been diagnosed. Cam Newton, of course, missed last week with COVID. The game, fortunately, was still able to be played on Monday Night Football. But, guys, your reaction to what's happening in, I mean, the NFL, the Titans situation, it's just, it's crazy. It's uh, not not great, Bob. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Bob. Speaking of Bob, we'll, we'll get, get him there. in a second. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, it sucks majorly. I am starting to get concerned. Yeah. Um, hopefully, rather than the season getting canceled or something horrible like that, the NFL just bears down and maybe goes to some sort of a bubble type thing that I don't know what it's going to take, but... Uh, and to be fair, they put a lot of new um, measures in place last week, mm-hmm. uh, very recently, after the Cam Newton stuff came out. And most likely, that stuff didn't have a chance to go into effect before Stephon Gilmore and the extra Titans and things like that. So it could still be that those work out really well. And we're just seeing the ed- the last bits of the, the pre-those-measures situation. However, it is not reassuring no it's it's definitely concerning um i mean we might have you know two potential games get postponed this weekend um along with already the bye weeks and if you got stuff like that happening i I don't know what the nfl is going to do i mean i know they were talking about potentially bumping out the playoffs and putting like a buffer week in to be able to like maneuver the schedule and stretch things out Maybe they're going to be like, hey, guess what? We're going to extend the season by like a freaking month right now and, and mm. you know, give every team three bye weeks. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to have to do. But in my opinion, um, the league is going to have to act on this really quick and put something into place as a contingency plan. Because if they don't um, and you're trying to rework all the schedules with just one bye week, in between, uh, it seems pretty unlikely. So I'm, I am also quite nervous um, at this point, and hoping that this all settles down and and we can uh, proceed with with our season. Yeah, we'll see what the NFL does. I mean, I saw, I can't remember who put it out there. One of the one of the big time reporters or you know people that break news. Uh, it wasn't Rap Sheet and it wasn't Schefter. I can't remember who it was, but anyway. Someone mentioned Pelicero, probably, probably a quote unquote historic punishment is coming for the Titans after news broke today that they allegedly held uh, private workouts with players outside of the facility, which they are clearly not supposed to do. Mm. So, yeah, ramifications are coming. And now we have uh, a couple more people added Corey Davis to the COVID IR list, etc. So, yeah, man, it's, it's not good. I remain optimistic that they'll figure it out. If you guys remember back in. I don't know, August when the MLB was going on and there was a, a breakout with the Marlins. Yeah. They were still able yep. to kind of put out the fire, everyone lock it in and move on. And I hope that continues. But I like you guys said, I mean, there has a little bit of question mark in your head. But if there's one thing the NFL loves, it is money. Yes. I think they will figure out how to get this done. <laughs> so I remain optimistic. Uh, of course, we wish all the players that have been affected yeah. uh, well uh, and the fans and the the communities and stuff, too. But, yeah, we got to got to lock it in, boys. People wear masks. Come on. Um, and yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't. Come on. Don't meet outside when you're not supposed to. Titans. Come on. Come That's on. Bush. All right. Moving on. Uh. Moving on. Dwayne Haskins. Now, not even the backup. He is the third string quarterback for the Washington football team. 
his starting job taken from him after he throws for over 300 yards against the Ravens defense, which is kind of impressive. It's very impressive. Needless to say, he's he's out. Uh, Kyle Allen is in as the starter. Alex Smith, now the number two on the depth chart. Uh, Let's start with probably the most fantasy relevant fallout of this. Is anyone worried about Terry McLaurin? Um, no, no, no. I, I don't no. think it's a big step down. I think that he's a incredibly gifted wide receiver. We saw Kyle Allen be able to sustain DJ Moore just fine last year. Um, better than Teddy. Better is. than Teddy is. Good gracious. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that one's hurting my heart. Um, but yeah, yep, I, losing a lot of money in DFS on that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so I, I think that it's going to be. I think you can expect about the same. You know, it's not like Haskins has been amazing and Terry's been doing great. And a lot of it is because of what he does after the catch. Um, So a lot of it is his own talent contributing to his output, um, which I expect to continue. So I think that we're at the floor when they get their actual good quarterback next season. Terry's going to go bonkers. So it's kind of like early DeAndre Hopkins when he had Matt Schaub in Houston. Um, and then they finally get him to Sean Watson. Like, I think that now, if it's at all possible to buy Terry off of this news, go do it. Scoop him up in Dynasty right now um, and reap the rewards, you know, for the next five, eight, ten years. 20 years. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ball until he's 47. I mean, hey, he is the wide receiver 10 yeah, right now good. with Dwayne Haskins as the quarterback. Mm. I mean, it literally cannot get worse. So... I'm with you, and I think he's a player. Like people always talk about, when anything happens, they're like, "Oh, sell high, buy low." It's different, right? Like we talk about buying players on the way up. For example, AJ Brown, etc. In the past, Terry McLaurin fits that bill. If we're talking 2021 rookie picks, let's say Superflex League, is a first round pick enough for Terry McLaurin? No. No. Would you pay two first round picks yes. for Terry McLaurin? Probably. Okada, I need I need a definite from you. Unless Come one on, of them was the really, really high. Wide receiver of like, if it was the 102 and the 104... <laughs> okay, that'd be tough. That might get a little tough, but but Fair most enough. likely, given average first-round pick values, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I've always been on Team Terry. That's not going to change, especially what we've seen through four weeks with Wayne Haskins. So, yes, it can only get better for our boy. All right. The other boy of the show, <laughs> the official coach of the Redshirt Sinus Podcast, <laughs> NGM. Bill O'Brien, uh, oh, buddy. He, he has been fired, let go of his duties as GM and head coach. Oh, man, it's tough because, so are, you know, uh, he, he is not a good GM. No. However, he's won 10 Terrible. games with that team a couple times. He's taken to the playoffs, so he'll land a job somewhere in the future, I believe. He'll be an offensive Certainly coordinator. He'll be an offensive coordinator. <laughs> not as a general manager. That's yes. definitely yeah. true. Probably. He's he's like that owner in your league who, you know, leaves behind a an orphan and they're like, hey, this team was really good three years ago. Uh, we have no picks anymore. So good luck <laughs> rebuilding. Yeah. That yeah. is what he is. So, uh, fellas, let's talk about the fallout there. Uh, their their current OC is still going to call plays. So I don't know that we'll see a huge shift in philosophy or methodology. Uh, Romeo Cornell will be the new interim head coach. But your guys take away here, maybe long term dynasty outlook for Deshaun Watson and company. Um, hard to say if there's much, to be honest. Uh, as a coach, I don't think he was bad. I don't think he was great either. He's certainly no Kyle Shanahan or even Cliff Kingsbury or something like that. Um, he was fine. 
perfectly fine. <laughs> but as a GM, he was so bad that and, and but the problem is there in terms of like evaluating the impact. He already had made his impact yeah. and it was all yeah. bad. So like maybe another year of him would have been even worse. I don't know how that would be possible based off the horrible things he did to Deshaun Watson's value. Um but it I mean the impact already happened and it's why I was harping all offseason and I think you guys came alongside a little bit on the get rid of Deshaun Watson now situation because of how bad losing DeAndre Hopkins would be and we've seen that. Oh yeah. Um so I don't know if it really means too much moving forward for anybody on that team. Hopefully they get somebody better who helps to start rebuilding the team a little bit around uh, Watson. And maybe the one good thing to take away is that if this had kept going for a little bit longer, it's possible maybe we would have seen Deshaun Watson get traded because there were different times where it seemed like that was a possibility because he was dissatisfied. And maybe now it'll be like, okay, whoever we bring in is going to be more competent and bring some support in for you. Um, considering the contract we've given you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, I think that it's very similar to the Terry McLaurin situation, whereas right now is the lowest that their value is probably ever going to be. Um, so if you can acquire him, now is the time to do it. Um, I think that whoever they bring in there, the first priority for them has to be weapons and protection for Deshaun Watson. Like you have your st- your your star caliber quarterback that you just paid. Well, if you'd like to see him, you know, stay alive on the football field, then one, protect him so that he's not, you know, getting sacked 45 times a season. Um, And then two, do what you can to surround him with some weapons again. It sucks that they don't have a first or a second next year. And they're 0-4. Like, Yikes. They would have been in position right now to go out and get the best offensive lineman, probably Sewell out of University of Oregon, um, with that draft pick if this trend would have continued. But hey, guess what? Miami has it, and they're probably going to get Penae Sewell to protect Tua. And that's going to be amazing. Um, But that new general manager, whoever it is, and it sounds like they're not going to make a move until after the season uh, to look at bringing someone in. But that person seriously has their work cut out for them to right the ship here, keep things in order, get some protection and playmakers into that offense. And oh, by the way, the defense isn't good either. So have fun. This is the, uh, this is one of those leagues where they're like, all right, we'll waive your first year fees <laughs> right. to play in this league. Right. So we just it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Hey, I'm buying Deshaun Watson in dynasty yeah. leagues. I mean, He's gotten to the point where it's been grosser for four weeks straight. He had a great game last week, actually, for fantasy. But it's been bad for, for three weeks. And it was predictable, right? I mean, Steelers, Chiefs. Um, I can't remember who they played in week two. But three really, really tough matchups. So, yeah, better days are ahead. He's still super young. He is the, Ravens. the franchise. Ravens. Ravens sounds yep. right, yeah. Um, three matchups that were predictably How did they piss the schedule makers off that much, by the way? I know. That I is know. gross. <laughs> Poor Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Set up to fail. In that scenario. Yeah. Uh, Which, by the way, can we just quickly mention, like, you're going to fire this guy who's won you four division titles after he loses four games with that with that schedule. Meanwhile, Adam Gates is out here as a job. What yeah, is happening? Shout out well, to Adam the, Gates. Who, shout who out to Adam Who lost to Brett Gase. Rippin 
Yes. <laughs> who lost to Brett Rippon and still has a job. It's incredible. The reason oh my would, God. and we've seen the, the phrase floating around the interwebs this week, but Bill O'Brien, the GM, got Bill O'Brien, the coach, fired. Like, that's, that's yes, why yes. he lost his job. It wasn't just that's as a coach. It was the decision-making. Uh, David Johnson has looked absolutely abysmal since, you know, he had a couple of good runs week one. Um, and apparently that was all that his body could take. Uh, and now he's done. And they have no playmakers on the outside. You had Will Fuller bobble that catch that DeAndre Hopkins probably would have made uh, to win that game last week. It's it's not it's not good, not good. So yeah, Matthew. it's uh man, I, I can't remember a team that's more like listless than Houston. Like without without having picks too, <laughs> like. That scenario is awful. Like, and they're supposed to be. They're good supposed now. to be good. That's like the main problem. Like, I, yeah. I, yikes! Yeah, it's not. It's not great. Everyone panic. Everyone panic. It's fine. Uh, all right, I'm On fine. The injury. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm fine. fine. I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> On to the injury updates here. Oh, if you drafted any player in the first three rounds of your redraft league, they are injured, yes. guaranteed Ugh. this season. It's bad. It is bad, bad, bad. Austin Eckler uh, dealing with a pretty significant hamstring strain. The report is four to six weeks. I'm leaning longer based off of the location of where his injury is. And, you know, we're talking about if you're in a dynasty league and you're looking for a playoff push, and Austin Eckler was a guy that you were leaning on, I mean, you need to find a backup quick and for the rest of the season. So we'll talk about the fallout there. And then Nick Chubb, he's going to miss about six weeks. He tore the MCL in his knee. Kareem Hunt, um, skyrocket. Wow. Up. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Uh, and then also last one here, Julio Jones battling a hamstring strain that's been going on since training camp. It is now October and I am officially freaking yeah. out about Julio Jones. I have him several places Same. and I am not projecting him to be back to himself before November. So fellas, let's break it all down. If you had one of those running backs, if you are a contender, we talked about this with Saquon Barkley and CMC, who can you go out and get to fill the void in dynasty leagues? Affordably, wow. I'll say. Affordably? Uh, Josh Kelly is the first thing that comes to mind because if you have Austin Eckler and you don't have Josh Kelly because you weren't listening to our podcast and didn't draft him when we told mm-hmm. you to, then uh, I, he's someone I want to get because I still don't know if his price is um, like future starter price. It's not. Potentially. And it... I think it may very possibly should. Be. Yeah, I mean, he could probably be in line um, for eighteen to twenty touches a game uh, here down down yeah, the stretch. Yeah, and and if you have Eckler, he's going to help win you weeks between now and when Eckler comes back, and then Eckler's going to help you win weeks again. So it's a short term buy that also helps in the long term. I think because he's a good player on that team. So that would that would be one that would come to mind. It's hard to find anyone it's else. Tough. They're all it's injured. It's really hard. Like it's it's really tough. Sudden right now, you almost if you have a contending roster but you're hurt at running back, you almost have to just determine in your head if you have a lineup that you're willing to just go for it and and mortgage the future and make it happen and go out and try to get a combo of, like, Chris Carson and James Robinson as your RB1 and RB2 going forward, you know, whatever that's kind of going to look like in order to make that trade happen. Um, or you have to be like, I'm just going to try to limp through and go 500 until those guys come back um, and then see if I can make a playoff push at that point. It's, it's a hard, it's a hard line to, uh, to tote right now. 
Okay, is... I'm gonna throw out. I'm gonna throw out a, a few names. I just, I just been. I'm looking at the schedule over here, and it, it's sparked me some okay. names. And you guys give me like a, a hard pass or a hard yes or whatever your reaction is. Cam Akers. Yikes. Potentially finally coming back. If we're, are we talking about a win now piece? We're talking about a you need to fill in those holes piece. I don't. No. I don't trust. I don't no, trust no. the Rams back at all right he's now. Gonna... Okay. Full all right. RBBC. Yeah. He came out and basically said Daryl Henderson's going to start last week after smashing the week before. And, and Malcolm Malcolm he also said Malcolm Brown was going to start in the beginning, and then yes. Malcolm Brown got replaced. So you cannot trust yeah, the Rams I back. Don't want right now. That. Yeah. Okay. Um, Philip Lindsay. Let me counter with back. Melvin Gordon. Who, I feel like Melvin Gordon has performed well enough that you might not be able to get especially it. Especially last week, he smashed against the Jets. Yes, potentially, yes. yeah. Huge but game he's like, last week. But he's like the only RB1 that exists right now that you can actually get. Yeah, He's, yes, he's running back 11 probably, on the season. That's pretty true. You could, you could give up a first and get Melvin Gordon. And I'm not saying that I personally would do that. But if you are like, this is my year, I'm going to win this season if I just get one more RB, maybe it's worth it. Okay, super one that I super like, Damian Harris. Yes. We talked about him preseason. Now, I like him the talent. We did. He looked good. We did. He looked good. Great yep. last week. I would say great. I think he looked really good. I think he looked better than Sony Michelle has almost ever looked playing for that team. And I don't know if Sony Michelle gets even a crack at the job back when he comes back. Sony's out. No. So with with the way that team is rushing, it, it, it hopefully Cam Newton comes back. I expect him to. They're going to be a run first team. Damien Harris could be a sneaky high-end RB2 for the rest of the year, and I don't know if everyone's ready yeah, for that based off Justin. No, I, I agree with you completely there, and he's the cheapest of the bunch. So that would be a really, yeah. really good uh, cheap dart throw to, to go try to get some good RB production off of that. Last one. This one's a bit uh, a bit tough. Do not say Le'Veon Bell. Even, I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to yep. say it. Yep. Uh, well, we, we can't spoil it because we got to talk about him a little bit later if you look at Okay, the okay. All right. But oh, oh. I have some thoughts. I know you guys do as well. We'll share them there. So spoiler. All right. Or teaser, I guess. Not a spoiler. Teaser. Teaser. Okay. Uh, we will talk about that soon. Uh, and then last one, guys. <laughs> wide receiver replacement here. We're talking Julio Jones. Like, my take on the situation is these hamstring strains, as we all know, can be very tricky. When a player aggravates that same injury they've been dealing with for over a month now, it's, it's unrealistic to expect that player to be 100% probably for at least four-ish weeks now it's Julio Jones. He guts out stuff. He plays through it. But we saw that on Monday Night Football. Body language didn't look right. Looked slow. Left early. Didn't come back. I mean, if you were counting on Julio Jones to be your wide receiver one. Ooh, yeah, it hurts. Yikes. I mean, you got to take a look in the mirror and say, does, does this team have the firepower to actually win or not? And I'm doing that in a several leagues where I'm just like, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's bad. Uh, fellas, some, some buy low, cheap veteran wide receivers you could get to fill the void maybe 75 percent of julio jones <laughs> keenan allen yep yes and i'm not just saying that because betts is uh, has reached out to me today about getting keenan that's allen funny. On maybe that's funny. maybe <laughs> which is true <laughs> I, love uh, I will get you back some info on that soon, and it's because but... i have julio jones in that there, you go. <laughs> there you go <laughs> there talk you about go. it listen betts <laughs> let me tell you why you should do this and probably pay two first for it um just kidding <laughs> throw a second in there course. this is actually gonna be tough because i have to tell the listeners what to do realistically but also give myself a good price i've got um, i've got my notepad out i'm ready here's the thing on keenan allen guys target count yeah. eight which was with tyrod taylor 10 19 
12. Justin Herbie loves him. Week. Loves yes. Simpson Keenan. It, those, the, the amount of fantasy points that his owners or, or his managers are seeing does not reflect the, the amount of attention he's getting. And I think it's going to come full I circle. Do. And not to mention Justin Herbert's only going to get better. He could absolutely explode. Also, he's always been a second half of the yep. year guy. He's like the Derrick Henry of wide mm-hmm. receivers. I think you could trade right now for Keenan Allen and have a not just wide receiver one, but like mid to high wide receiver one for the rest of the year. Yeah, I love that. I completely I agree. Like I was super high on Keenan Allen, the highest of the three of us in our preseason rankings. Mm. Um, I had him mm. as my wide receiver eight, and I still think he's going to finish there. Um, I Easily. Yeah, I could easily, easily. That. I love me some Keenan yep. Allen. Absolutely love him. Um, I think that's a great call. Um, another one that kind of immediately comes to mind as a buy-low candidate right now might be DJ Shark. Might be someone that's gotten off to a Ooh. slow start. Um, you might have a frustrated owner and or manager, rather, and maybe he's on a uh, roster that started one and three, um, and that person might be looking to blow it up. And if that's the case, they're looking for some draft picks. Go throw some draft picks their way for DJ Shark. Or go like a combination. Like I would give up I would give up Jarvis Landry with the usage that we've seen of him in this seven uh, Kevin Stefanski offense. I would give up Jarvis Landry and a second um, for DJ Shark. And I don't know if I don't know that it would either. I think that I might give up a first. High second, yeah, maybe. I, like, okay, that I think we I would start. I, don't think I would start fair. with a second. Like I would offer juice. Yeah, that's the way, yeah, way to do it. I would start with a second. I'd offer juice <laughs> in a second and see if he gets it done. And if not, I'd probably go up to Jarvis Landry in a first for DJ Shark on the buy low. And then uh, you know, I think the bigger things are coming for him. I think that the the stats are gonna be there, um, and he can be a really good fill in down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that call a lot. We. Kind of saw the explosion last week, so I, I think if you're going to make that move, you got to do it before Sunday. They they take on the Texans, who we just talked about, it mm. is a very uh, below average secondary. So <laughs> I think he smashes this week. It is it is officially uh, Shark Week this week for hey. DJ and company. Yes. I'm going to throw out one other one here, uh, a veteran, quite old. No one wants him Ooh. in Dynasty. His name is Julian Edelman, and yes, yes, Monday night looked rough. He did not look like oh, himself. Boy. A lot of costly drops. Well, and costly drops as well. But regardless, Julian Edelman is playing the best football we've seen of him as far as statistical categories, looking at yards uh, per target, average up the target, yards per reception with Cam Newton, who everyone always talks about being like, oh, this guy can't throw the ball deep. He's not that good. Julian Edelman has been a slot receiver who dinks and dunks with Tom Brady for years. And now he's running the routes down the field. They're using him in a completely different way. I'm not saying Julian Edelman is going to finish as a top five wide receiver, but I think he can finish inside the top 15 from what we've seen in the first month of the yep. season. And no one wants him. Like you could probably get him for, what did you guys say? A back end second round rookie pick. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Definitely. speaking, Absolutely. speaking of old veterans that nobody wants, what about Adam Thielen? I feel like he's going completely under the radar right now. I feel like he's someone that he is a little bit, but he's, he's had pricier some than Edelman by a lot. You think so? Yeah. I think he's way pricier. I think he could be still undervalued. Yeah, Yeah, Justin Jefferson's like exploding, and everyone's talking about him. So I conceded that aspect. But yeah, Adam Thielen's still he's balling. He's he's in the end zone uh, a couple times over 100 yards a couple times. So I like it. It's just more expensive than I think people realize. 
Yeah, and even if he's still un undervalued and you can get him for a good price, I think that the gap between the price and the uh, likely production is bigger for Edelman than oh, New Zealand. Well, maybe bigger for Edelman than for a lot of players. Yep, so, I yeah, I like that. Word. All right, boys, before we move on, let's talk about the sponsor of today's show, and that is Thrive Fantasy. Listeners, if you're new to the show, uh, first off, thank you for checking us out. Second off, you got to check out Thrive Fantasy if you like uh, DFS and if you like player prop betting, which I absolutely love. I write up content for it on our website, ballblastfootball.com, every single week. And Thrive Fantasy is fantastic. So what you do is you log in. They have different slates, different games. So they have them for Thursday Night Football, for the Sunday main slate, for primetime, etc., and you build your roster or your lineup with certain props that you like. Let's say, for example, um, DJ Charks over under is like, let's say, 79 and a half yards. And you think he's going to smash. You hit the over. They give you a certain number of points if that bet hits. So you're not really betting with your money, so to speak. You're betting points. You're building lineups that way. It is a ton of fun. And with our code Ball Blast, they're going to be really, really nice to you. They're going to double your first deposit up to $50. That is for free. $50. That's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. And then you're going to win a lot of money with the props that we're putting out yeah, on the yeah. site. Uh, and you're going to crush. So check it out. Code is Ball Blast. $50 match on your first deposit. Minimum of $20 deposit required. All right, boys. As we do every week, we are talking stock up, stock down. Each player is going to pick, uh, or each each host, I should say, is going to pick a player and talk about what's going on. Are they up? Are they down? And John, your guy is down. Uh, take it away, man. I'm, I'm confused. I am quite perplexed. Um... What the heck? What the heck? What the? Um, I don't know what in the world happened to Kenyon Drake. Um, oh. I am, I am beside myself. Um, mm. I am, I am hurting. Uh, the fact that he and Chase Edmonds have literally the exact same amount of fantasy points. On the season through four weeks is uh, mind-boggling. I just don't get it. Um, and quite frankly, I, I mean, let's talk about it. Quite frankly, the Arizona offense as a whole had their massive week one against a very, very strong San Francisco defense. And since then has looked a little spotty. Kyler Murray hasn't looked like he's had his moments. Like he's had his flashy plays, like a couple long runs for touchdowns, which have been great. But they just got embarrassed by Carolina, who was one of the weakest defenses in the NFL. There was uh, there they were the 32nd last place ranked team against the run, and everyone is saying this is the moment. This is Kenyon Drake's smash pot. This is his coming out party. 13 carries for 35 yards, 2.7 yards per carry. No receptions, Woo! no touchdowns. A total. Dud. I don't know what is going on. This guy was supposed to be a fringe running back one on the season in a high octane offense, and it's not there. Um, it is full on red alert, sirens, concern, blaring, like abort, abort, abort. Like it is, it is absolutely terrifying. This is a guy that's just on the franchise tag, by the way. We thought he was going to come out here into this season and show out, have himself a great year from what we saw last year when he came over to Arizona in the trade with Miami. Speaking of Miami loading up on draft picks. Um, and 
it just hasn't. They might be good I'm in a couple serious. years. Guys. Miami is shaping up really, really nicely. They got Tua in the wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, and they've got a probably top five draft pick from Houston. It's yeah, it's it's they're on the way. Um, yeah, go trade for Mike. Kassini. Yeah, go get some Gasini, which yes. I just did. I was like, hi, hi. Um, and Tua. I don't know what. I mean, that's still going to cost a lot, but people might be sleeping on the Tua thing. They might be like, because we haven't heard anything. You know what I mean? Be. You might be able to be like, yeah, I'll toss you. I'll toss you. Radar. I'll, I'll toss you at first, which is what you paid for, right? Like, let's just let's Easy. just call it a wash. You get your money back, and I get yeah. Nah, you don't sure. need him. Sure, he's your fourth quarterback. (laughs) But Kenyon Drake um, is very, very concerning to me. I don't know what is going on. This is a player that for Dynasty, his outlook right now looks absolutely terrifying because he has not been showing out. He's just on the franchise tag. And this does not look like a player that is going to get a contract either with the Cardinals or with a new team to be a bell cow guy going forward. I am very, very scared about Kenyon Drake's dynasty value. If he was going to turn it around, you would have thought it would have been against Carolina, and it ain't it. So I'm, I'm very concerned right now about Kenyon Drake. So I have two things to say. Number one, last week, one of the craziest stat lines I've ever seen, Kyler Murray's stat line. If I told you that a quarterback completed 24 of 31 passes for a 77 completion percentage three touchdowns and 116 passer rating and he only threw for 133 yards what how is that possible (laughs) and what i what i take away from that is that it is a game plan issue and i blame that on kingsbury i don't think that you can complete that many passes and be that efficient and get that few yards unless the play calling is just these constant dumps and you're not taking the shots you need to take. And so I think that maybe he learns from that. Kingsbury does. And the offense gets adjusted. And the previous three weeks were good to great, I think. I, I think it was really just last week that was really bad for Kyler and the offense as a whole. Then the other thing that I'll say about Kenyon Drake, and this is on us. We talked a lot about K- Cliff Kingsbury's offense and how excited we were for what that would be like for Kyler Murray. And what we thought it would look like being spread around all over the field. Lots of passes, the way that Cliff Kingsbury would run his offense. And what we did not do was talk about how the running backs in Cliff Kingsbury's systems don't really do very much. They might go out and catch some passes every now and then, but they're not going to get a lot of carries. And those were not always with as mobile of quarterbacks as Kyler Murray, who can do the rushing on his own. I feel like maybe there's a little bit of blame to be put on fantasy analysts for not recognizing that when Cliff Kingsbury's offense hit its full stride, that it would not be very conducive to a running back getting a lot of usage. Yeah. And I Are think that might be a little bit directly? of what we're seeing. No, it's all I'm talking to all of us. <laughs> I do think I had Kenyon Drake ranked the lowest of the ball blast crew, but not nearly as low as he's performing. So we're all <laughs> to blame to sure. a degree. Yeah. And I think it, this is a good learning lesson for sure. Cause like you look at what happened last year and we have to remember football in and of itself is one of the highest variant sports that exists. It is yes. also the smallest sample size that exists. We're talking about one yes. season being 16 games. Freaking baseball plays over 162. Like, literally more than 10 times that. Yes. So, and like hockey, 82, basketball, 82. It's such a small sample size. For a guy that only had half of a season as a lead yeah. back, I agree. It's on us to be like, you know what? That was way too... Aggressive. Way too bullish, but yes, I'm, I'm with you. 
It was aggressive. I, I'm worried about Kenyon Drake, no doubt about it. But if we're looking at it from a dynasty perspective, you certainly can't. No, you got to hold him. Like, you can't. You either have nope. to hold him. And I would honestly argue, I'm a sicko. I might buy him. I would why. too. Because his value will literally never be lower. He may not be on nope. the Cardinals next year. And that might be okay. Like maybe he returns to a satellite back third down type of role where he will excel. You could give a late second probably, and just the, the other manager is going to be like, you know what? Yep, I'm done. Get rid of him. And you just hold him for next year and kind of see what happens. So that's how I'm playing the situation. But yeah, if you have him, I mean, you can't sell him for a third, like even two thirds. You, you kind of just have to ride it out and hope and pray. I mean, he's seen yeah. he's seen opportunities, right? He's averaging um, he's averaging 18 opportunities per game. Yeah, it's a decent load. And you can't get that out of many running backs. So I'm in hold mode or even buying. Uh, but certainly we hope better days are ahead. Hey, he gets the Jets, so maybe it's this week. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. So Okada, over to you, man. Uh, you're going to talk about a player that more positively hit me. Oh Who are my you talking gosh. about here for this segment? Uh, one of the two, maybe three players that we can t- probably talk about most positively in the entire NFL in terms of fantasy, especially fantasy above expectation. Unless you were me. Excuse me. Who told you. Excuse and who told you all offseason that Aaron Rodgers was going to ball. And oh my goodness, are we seeing it. Who's AJ Dillon, by the way? He came out of, I haven't heard of him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Get him out of my her. face. He he <laughs> uh came out in, in an interview this past week and said some things about, you know, his that the extra motivation that he has this year. Um it's real. And we said, one of the things I specifically remember us saying is, unlike a lot of players and or quarterbacks where you talk about this, oh, is he really going to have a a fire lit under his butt because they drafted some guy? Or is that just like a colloquial thing? Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy to actually Uh do that. And we are Uh seeing it. He is playing absolutely lights out, which is not surprising because he is one of the most talented players that has ever played in this league. And it doesn't matter who's on no, the field. No, it does not. It could be an undrafted Let's tight end. Let's talk about heard of him. He will catch three Let's touchdowns. Talk about him. Oh, Robert, <laughs> oh, were, were you guys following my Twitter? Yes, the other night? you were losing your yes. mind. <laughs> not sure amazing. if George Kittle or Robert yes. Tanyan. That guy was out of his mind. Um, and here's here's the, the the fantasy point that I want to make. If you own Aaron Rodgers and you are not contending, you need to sell right For now. For a lot. Sell right, yes. For a lot. Because For Deshaun Watson and, and, and a first. Maybe you have to yeah, maybe you have to take a moment to make sure that the people understand how good Aaron Rodgers is, but he really is this good and it's going to be this way all year. But you can sell him now and get a ton and he is still a guy who is 36 years old and has a guy that they just drafted I think that there is still a chance. Like, Brett Favre was still good when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, and they still moved on from him and moved on to Aaron Rodgers. I think we still might do the same thing. So if you are a rebuilder that has Aaron Rodgers, sell him now. If you are a contender, buy him now. He is going to do this all year. In two years, Aaron Rodgers throwing to Cortland Sutton and... Who's the other guy? Jerry Judy. That's the one. Jerry Judy. That's going to look pretty nice. Look, we're going to get another uh, Peyton Manning revival 50-touchdown season out of an aging quarterback. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. If you are looking to win the championship this year and you have a quarterback spot, I don't unless you have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Russ. Allen, 
or Russell Wilson. That's it. Unless you have one of those quarterbacks, I'm That's the only three I want. That's the only three I want ahead of Aaron Rodgers right now in fantasy. Yep. Period. Yep. Also, it is their bye week. Devontae Adams is coming back next week. So this is a move. If you are buying him, you need to do it right now. Literally, pause the podcast. Go make some offers because uh, I trust that. I trust that injury. You know, we talk about hamstring injuries. But the Packers historically are pretty conservative with their their players coming off of injury. And Devontae wanted to play last week. And he said, I'm ready. And they said, no, you're not. So they were safe. They were conservative. And uh, I thought I was dead in the water in one of my leagues where I had to put Robert Tanya flex flex over (laughs) Devontae Adams. And meanwhile, he's just scoring touchdowns left and right. It was was a fun night. But um, yes, I'm... Hey, one of wrong. the things he's coming out and he's, he's one, smashing, one of the so, things yeah, that I I tweeted great. and one of the things that stands out to me was in the end of that game, Aaron Rodgers was smiling like a school kid playing backyard football. <laughs> he was having so much fun, and that is very dangerous for the NFL. If Aaron Rodgers is content and happy. And loving what's going on, and he's in sync with the play calling that he's getting right now from Lafleur, and they're like on the same page, and like almost joking with each other during a game. Like, what? I'm sorry, I, I can't, I can't hear you. I'm just gonna call this one, and it goes for a t- like. This is scary, and that defensive front is very, very good. This is a team right now that is in the penthouse of the NFC, and Aaron Rodgers is out for blood. And is on a mission to show that he's an elite quarterback. He's going for his his next Super Bowl ring. He's he's making a play at it this year. Like they're gonna make a deep run. The NFC Championship game. Let's go. Let's go. One of my favorite rivalries in the NFL. I love those games every single time. They'll probably have to go through Philly to get there, (laughs) though. Shout out to my Eagles for being the worst first place team that ever existed. That was the NFL. funniest the thing you've ever said. Is... <laughs> the NFC East is such a joke. It's unreal. Garbage, but that is dude. a fantastic transition oh. by yours, Julie, I must say. Because we're talking about Zach Ertz. Oh and I have one question. Oh, what man. happened to Zach Ertz? Mm. He looks like he is running through quicksand. He looks awful. He looks like he doesn't even want to try to break a tackle. As soon as he catches the football, he lays down. I mean, you're talking about a player who we've said Dallas Goddard's great. He's still going to finish inside the top 12 at the position. So maybe Zach Ertz doesn't have tight end one upside, but he's going to finish inside the top five. He has been atrocious this year, and that's without Dallas Goddard on the field. I got to reference the stat. Adam Levitan tweeted this out. He said, Zach Ertz turns 30 next month. His yards after the catch per reception in each season, starting in 2015, 4.27. That's solid. 3.58. Not bad. 3.45, 322, 311. In 2020, it is 2.21. Yeah. Not a good trend. What? And there are no wide receivers to speak of in this offense. I do not understand. He's getting volume. He's not producing. I mean, you're stuck with Zach Ertz. I don't think you can sell him. I don't know what to do. And and I'm nervous, and certainly I'm not buying him based off what we've seen. I think a massive decline is here, and it potentially is coming. And I'm going to put this out there, too. Like, I mean, Carson Wentz, what, what, what is, is happening? Yeah, is last, so I'm, and I'm nervous, man. Like, the first in the instinct is to... The, and the, fir- the first instinct is to say, oh, his whole offensive line of her, it's not really fair. That's not the problem. Like, 
I looked at yeah, the PFF grades for all he's just the missing. Eagles offensive lines the first few weeks. They're fine. Yes. It, it, he's just making terrible, terrible throws. I do not yep. know. Maybe he's hurt or something and we don't know about it. It's just, it is inexplicably bad for someone who's as talented as he has been to be this bad is one of the strangest things in the NFL. Yeah, I, I do not get it. Um, man, the the way that Wentz has regressed and the way that Father Time apparently has caught up to Zach Ertz all at the same time. Bets, I love you. Um, I'm really sorry. This is a hard not, not looking year. Good. For Philly. Hey, we like Jalen Hurts. Hey, they're still in first, Shut man. Shut it. Hey, we're Jalen Hurts, that guy who fumbled one of the only snaps that he took. <laughs> That's the guy. Hey, if the if the the season ends, ended today, we we're hosting a playoff <laughs> game, so you guys can Max. get out of here with that. Uh, that's more than the Patriots can hey, say. Not only that, by the way, there's a decent chance that you will anyway. Watch, watch this happen. The division watch is so this bad. Happen. They're going to host the Rams week one of the playoffs. Guarantee oh that's oh, going to happen. And the Rams are going to roll. Oh, man. All right, boys. What are we watching for in week five? John, back to you, man. Uh, what is your storyline here that our listeners need to watch? Yeah, coming into this week, anytime that a organization goes through a major um, – Org chart reevaluation, if you will. Um, there's a lot of things to, to look for. So I'm taking this week um, for Houston, um, and I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head. They got Jacksonville, don't they, this weekend? Okay, perfect. Yep. So yep. what I am looking for is I'm looking to see how this team is going to respond to this change of no longer having their head coach there. You have Romeo Cornell going to be stepping in. Love Romeo Cornell. All around great guy. Love him. Very well thought of in the NFL. Um, The play calling is still going to be the same, but is there going to be any sort of like emotional hangover for Houston this week coming into this game? Um, I'm new to the DFS game, as Betts knows. I just moved to a state where it is legal. Um, So... It is. So I'm having a little bit of fun with tinkering with it and playing and stuff like that. But I'm firing up a good amount of Jacksonville in a couple different DFS lineups this week based on them going against a weak defense in Houston that is going through a big change where you don't have your head coach anymore. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how Houston responds to this um, and kind of what that's going to look like, what Deshaun Watson is going to look like, especially in this offense. Um is there going to be any sort of cohesion in that offensive game plan, which it seems like there hasn't been at all yet this year. It's going to be really interesting to see what this team does, but Bill O'Brien no longer in town. I'm curious to see uh, how Houston rallies and responds to that as a team. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard talking with former players, this is, there's one of, there's two kinds of reactions that can happen in a situation like this. And it depends on how the team as a whole right. felt about him. If they liked him, they lose motivation and they have nothing to play or they think they have nothing to play for, especially like just the move the organization makes to go 0-4 and suddenly fire a head coach has given you four division titles is basically saying, screw this. Yeah, you're basically punting on the year. We're never going to win another game. That is very discouraging. I could see the team come out for the rest of the year be hot garbage because they don't have any motivation. The other potential opportunity is that, you know, they all really liked him and got, yeah, banded and, uh, or they didn't like him. Yeah, and and, and they didn't like him. Thank you. They, they yes, they uh, didn't like playing for him. There was discord, and now all of a sudden, with him gone, 
they pulled together in a way that we haven't seen. I tend to believe it's probably more of the former and that they're going to get even worse. So I buy the Jacksonville fire-ups and every other team against them probably for the rest of the year. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. Okada, what are you looking for here in week five, man? Oh, I am looking at a quarterback. I am looking at a quarterback who, coming into the season, we were kind of meh on, I would say, for the most part. Maybe like a fringe QB1. He was going to join a new system, or a new system was joining him, really. And we weren't sure how it was going to play out, and he had a really bad year last year. His name is Mm. Baker Mayfield. He is a third-year quarterback for the Cleveland three wins in a row Browns. That Odell Beckham Jr. run. I I have... Oh, oh my, my goodness, the throw and throw. catch. Both like, of those plays. Yeah, what? Insane. That was the best OBJ play um, we have seen since him coming to Cleveland. Fantastic play. Yes. No He's question. on the way back. Anyways, I digress. Uh, also, it, relevant to my Baker take, Jarvis Landry throw the was. best throw that game. So <laughs> there's some questions to ask about Baker there. But that was it a was laser. A dart. It Perfect. was so good. Here's the thing for Baker, okay? He has faced the Bengals, Washington football team, and Cowboys, who are all garbage. He has thrown two touchdowns in each of those games, only one pick over those three, passed a rating over 100 in all three of those games. He has looked very sharp. He has not thrown for a lot of yards. His max this season is 219. I don't like that. I would like to see that change. But what really matters is this week he's playing the Colts. The Colts have been extremely good on defense. They have allowed the lowest pass rating in the league to opposing quarterbacks. They have been lights out as a team. If Baker Mayfield comes into this game and has a very strong game, I don't even require like a huge fantasy day, but just a very strong game. And with Nick Chubb now out, I think I am going to be fully bought back in on Baker Mayfield as the guy we expected it when he was a prospect which is what we kind of started uh, feeling about Kyler Murray last year. Like, this guy could be one of the best. He can be really, really, really good in this league. And this team is built around him, and we know that. And then last year, we were all super disappointed. Then this year, Stefanski comes in, and we are seeing very good NFL success. Still some room for fantasy uh, success and improvement, but I think it's there. Like, on to your guys' point last week. Uh, Jarvis Landry throwing a touchdown and Odell having a rushing touchdown for 50 yards. Both of those things could have been Baker plays and they weren't, and those are not going to happen very often. So there is mm-hmm. more potential here. They scored 49, 49 points and like, he had less than 20 fantasy points. That was yeah, weird. That That's that not going to happen weird. very often. I don't think, especially with Chubb out. So if it comes out and we see a great game, I'm going to buy in. I think he's going to be a top like six or eight dynasty quarterback. I am going to overreact quite heavily if he has a bad game or even just a if he has a bad game pretty much i'm going to be like okay it's probably still the baker that we expected and he just was having some great games against bad teams and i'm not super excited but the outcome of this could sway very much what i expect out of baker mayfield as a dynasty asset i think mm-hmm. that's fair and i think also it maybe even if he's not great we might know okay these are the games to start him and these are the games that you just stay away and that's some mm-hmm. players are like that and maybe that's what Baker is. And I think we'll find out. Uh, that is an intriguing matchup for sure with the Colts. We will see. Both uh, three yes. and one. Yes. Surprisingly. Surprising. Think, sneaky, yes. sneaky yeah. Colts. Yes. For both. Those sneaky Colts. Uh, all right, boys. I need to know. Does Daniel Jones have a pulse? I mean. Nope. 
Woo! Baby, we talked about that Cowboys defense with Baker. Can Daniel Jones come out and put up numbers this week? Man, he, he better. Has to. I mean, there are 21 players, single players, in the NFL that have more touchdowns than the Giants have as a team uh, this year. It has been atrocious. Huh. Can you, you guys tell it. me, without you hate to see it, without looking it up, uh, give me a guess what you think Daniel Jones' touchdown rate is right now in touchdown rate. Uh, I, I I was looking at okay, it so I don't said that, I don't so want I you to say okay. so. My guess, I my touchdown know. rate for Daniel Jones is one point eight. You are very optimistic. It is one point three. He has looked <laughs> so bad. He has not thrown a touchdown pass since week oh. one. He has thrown a total. Of five interceptions, there's only been four games played. Uh, I mean, a two to five touchdown interception ratio. In That's good. Is just not good. He's playing. He's playing worse than Dwayne yes, Haskins. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, Easily. But the schedule looks amazing down the stretch, and I want to see if you have him, and you're like, "This is my quarterback too." I'm locked and loaded. Uh, maybe not. Maybe you ended the season thinking that, but he has the matchups to get it done. So here's the schedule: Dallas, Washington, Philly. Tampa's a little bit tough, but then back to Washington, back to Philly, Cincinnati, Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland. I mean, if he can't do that this season, he can't come out and produce. Ooh, baby, this is not good. This is Dwayne Haskins 2.0. He's going to be on the bench sooner than later. So I'm watching uh, what he's doing this week. I want to see him produce against the Cowboys. Bad, bad, bad secondary in week five. Yeah. um, I think it's a super great call to watch for this week because, well, if he can't then, do it this week, yeah, I'm completely you're out. Dead, it's over. You're dead to me. Like the Cowboys have been the almost worst. If see this, the Seattle had not been as bad as they've been against the past, <laughs> the Cowboys would be the worst. I cannot believe how bad Seattle has been against the past. It is <laughs> miraculous. Watch, um, watch, watch, still, watch it, does, it doesn't matter. Listen, no, John, it doesn't matter because Russell so Wilson, good. baby. It does not matter. Uh, in fact, it's great because it finally Yo. means we get to see him cook. Here's the here's the thing about DJ. Uh, Betts, I think you said this during the offseason when you were hyping him up for a lot more yeah, than was. any of us, that the starting schedule was really bad and that fa- fantasy managers should expect this. Pittsburgh Bears, 49ers, Rams. That's awful. And then after that, that it would get better. So it has to get a lot better very quickly for it to be acceptable. But I think there's a very good chance that it does. Also, slight... Uh, positive note he's had 45 plus rushing yards in each the last two weeks on five plus carries so that's good it It means that if the passing can (laughs) come around against defenses that are not as good there is a lot of fantasy potential there so i'm betsy um tell me if i'm stupid for doing this i was looking at uh putting together a dfs lineup for this coming weekend and I, as, as, I should, as I should, and I was looking at things and going, you know what looks really, really attractive is doing the Danny Dimes Slayton stack against Dallas. They're both yes. cheap as Faux all show. get out right now. Like it's Faux a boom show. bust play, but that's what DFS is supposed to be, right? Like, you know, no risk it, no biscuit. Um, it's got to be this weekend. Like it has to be, right? He's probably still yep. going to fumble twice because yep. it's what he does, but he's got to put up yards and touchdowns this weekend. If you, uh, if there was a bet to be made on most likely to have like two 50 plus yard touchdowns this week, not only would I not pick Darius Slayton for the price, I might just pick Darius Slayton straight yeah. up. 
Yeah. Like, he, he, there's such a good chance that he goes off in this game. So, yeah, I think it's a really great yeah, call. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. Yeah. Hey, we're not, a, we're not a DFS show, but he's under 5K on DraftKings. So, yes, fire up some Darius Slayton. Fire up some Danny Dimes. And if you even want to go Giants onslaught in this game, Evan Ingram, the, the Cowboys can't stop the tight end position either. They gave Austin Hooper life last week. So, let yes, me, you uh, can play all of the Giants pass catchers. And then you bring it back with CeeDee Lamb because Yo. the Giants can't defend the slot to save their mm. life. We are going to be so rich this weekend, boys. Hey, thanks for that. I'm uh, going no, uh, to adjust that line. Let's, let's make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Live on the show. Uh, fellas, it's been a while, but you know what? Let's get into the mailbag. We have a question coming in here uh, on Twitter from Sandy, at Sandy underscore, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, L-U-Z-25. Luz? Luz? I don't know. Uh, Wants to know, Gibson or Rojo this week? Ronald Jones taking on the Chicago Bears on Thursday Night Football. Antonio Gibson uh, playing on Sunday. Who did the Washington football team play? Do you know? Uh, The Rams. The Rams. Kind of don't love love either one of those offhand, but... With uh, one of the things that I will say is that the Bears have given up a rushing touchdown in all four games. Fun little factoid. Um, There is no Leonard Fournette. So Ronald Jones might be an intriguing play. I don't think he's going to go absolutely ham. I think that we started to see a little bit of Keyshawn Vaughn action last week. Hey, hey, let's talk about go. it. Let's get some Keyshawn going. Um, we that that has just, brought me oh, that so, brought me a bit of life that the rest of this season has thank sucked you, away from same. me. Same, I wanted him. I wanted Keyshawn. <laughs> I loved Keyshawn pre-draft process. I was so happy to see him get in. Yep. And there was some really really um, bromantic quotes floating between Vaughn and Tom after the game. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think that we're going to see a little bit more Keyshawn Vaughn, especially in the passing game in this offense without their pass catchers. You know, they're down like everybody. So I think that Vaughn could see anywhere from six to ten targets in the passing game. But I do think that Rojo has a decent opportunity at churning out 60 to 80 rushing yards and maybe a touchdown. And and I would take that more than I would Vaughn or more than I would um, – Gibson, rather, with the Gibson. quarterback change going against the Rams. If you absolutely have to pick one of those two, I would go Rojo. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, the Bears, Same. they've been good, but the Bucks actually are pretty good in rushing efficiency. Uh, per football outsiders, they're seventh in rush DBOA, which is an efficiency metric. And yeah, no one else is on the field. They have to use him. So he is the play for me this week. Uh, Okada, you with that as well? Yes, yes. All right, fire up some Rojo. Uh, man, never thought Same. I'd say that. All right, yeah. next question. I'm not excited here. about it, mind you. But Yes. Comes in from at news underscore egg underscore on Twitter. This is a long one, okay? So they have a question. They drafted Jonathan Taylor, thanks to us. Nice job. Uh, and they've been offered a first-round pick. This is a 12-team Superflex three-player keeper league. So we're not talking Dynasty. We're talking keeper. And basically, they're, they're looking somewhere in like the 37 to 49 range, probably like third to fifth-ish range. Um, and Chris Godwin. So they can only keep Godwin for one year. I think they want to know, like, there's players next year, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, etc., that they could potentially grab in the first round. Do you want any of those players, or would you rather have Jonathan Taylor potentially as a keeper in the third-ish round uh, based off this question? So 
Here's the thing. I will answer before John, or before John, because his love of Jonathan Taylor knows no bounds. Hey, so stop it. What he'll say. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. It's difficult because we don't know the Jonathan Taylor contract length. That is super important. How long you can keep him? We know you can only keep Godwin for a year, so that could matter. However, the the names he put in the second tweet that are going to be available, there are enough names there that I would almost take with Jonathan take for Jonathan Taylor straight up, and to also have Chris Godwin for a year, I think I feel pretty pretty great about that. So I think that I take the trade. If like one of all of those guys you can also only keep for a year and Jonathan Taylor you can keep for four or something crazy like that, that that changes things pretty dramatically. But can, all things relatively even keel, I like the idea of Godwin and one of those guys. For the for the listeners, guys like Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf. Uh, one of those guys in Godwin more than... Yeah, I mean, listen, my love for Jonathan Taylor knows no bounds and we all know this. Um, but at the same time, I am, you know, an impartial fantasy analyst. And the reality of the situation is I would probably take Chris Godwin almost straight up over Jonathan Taylor. I would probably take every single player that you listed in that straight up over Jonathan Taylor. And getting both is a crazy high value uh, for Jonathan Taylor, who, like, listen, to be completely honest, has not been looking great. Like it is concerning. Um, there's been some vision problems. I'm I'm not loving what I'm seeing out of JT so far. Now it is his rookie season with no preseason, and basically every rookie running back is is pretty much struggling out of the gate to some degree. Um, he is getting the workload, except for the one that went undrafted. Nobody cared about. We never. I mean, about once. I. <laughs> James oh, Robinson. What? Anyways. It. It's, it's impressive. Anyways. But, so, like, yes, there's still a lot of hope for Jonathan Taylor in Dynasty. Absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm still holding everything that I have of him, which is a lot. Um, but in a keeper league where, like, let's say you're talking about a two-year window or something like that, but you can flip that for Godwin and Josh Jacobs, like, that, that's that's a smash. You You, you need to take that. I'm with you on that. Definitely make that move. Fellas, great show as per usual. Uh, I'm excited for week five. It's kind of crazy that we're already into the middle third or, or I guess I guess we're in the middle third of the season. About a third way through. Pretty much. Uh, and it comes at you fast, right? It just goes so quick. So enjoy it while we can. we got football on the TV. Uh, fellas, we'll be back next week. Listeners, if you want to interact with us more, please, please, please check out Patreon. Patreon.com slash ballblast is do the it. place to do it uh we just opened actually this is a good announcement we just opened a brand new perk for our ten dollar tier and up crew which is dynasty roster evaluation whenever you would like to so we have a separate channel for that you can talk uh, dynasty trades you know what does this look like what should i do i'm stuck at two and two or three and one and i want to make a push what should i do that is the place to do it and it's been great to have that interaction i think with people that are similar good dynasty players that will give you some good advice so definitely Check that out. Okada, you look like you had something to say there at the end. I mean, just listen. Listeners, hello. Listen. It's it's an hour and two minutes into this podcast. We're talking about an ad-related thing, and I'm uh, guessing that you might be checking out. Don't do it. Legitimately, this Patreon is one of the best things you can possibly do. You need to get in there. It is awesome. The chat community is great. We just split up our channels in the Slack into advice and banter, so now... 
all of our random arguments about who, who's the greatest wide receiver of all oh, time happened in one, and all the advice that people, yes, all the advice that people are seeking are another, and so it's really nicely delineated there. Everything that Bet just mentioned is awesome. The, the the group that's in there is great. Legitimately, I know it is our Patreon, and so you know we're a little biased, but it is one of the best things I think that you can invest in in terms of fantasy. Go check it out. That is all. My soliloquy yes, please. is done. We will, we will close it out on that note. Uh, thank you to all for listening. Please, please, please check out Patreon. Of course, check us out on Twitter, at uh, RetrosFFPod. Follow me at the Fantasy PT. John is at DynastyBeard. Makata is at Matt Okada. We will see you for week six. And until next time, we are the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod. And check out BallBlastFootball.com for all things fantasy football.